Hello ladies, gentlemen, everyone in between and beyond. My name is Taylor and welcome back to the fourth episode of the Overachievers podcast, Social Farming. Now I know, thinking about it now, that sounds really bad and there's a lot of, say, YouTube videos and other things that will talk about similar topics. I promise you, is in no way the same. This will all make sense momentarily. And to help me through this very confusing title uh, is a good friend of mine and someone who has grown much more socially in the past few years, actually. Maybe through farming, I don't know. Uh, John! Yay, John! I'm not here Yay, to help you John. pick up women or whatever it sounded like you were telling us to do with social farming. Yeah, just, I thought of the name, and like, again, it will make sense, dear listener, I promise. Just, I also thought of all those social experiments and all that other stuff to, like, social engineering situations. I'm just like, mm, oh, this sounds sleazy. It, I hate that. Yeah, it made me think of uh, Super Seducer Games. Wait, what? Oh, the Super Seducer games. They're like um, FMV games where a guy teaches you how to pick up women. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, they're This tremendous. almost sounds worse than Leisure Suit Larry. Um, yeah, Probably on a similar level. Maybe worse, actually. They're oh pretty god. bad, well, but I mean, they're yeah, pretty funny. Leisure Suit was like at least animated. It was just, you know, cartoon graphics, quote-unquote. It wasn't just FMV. Yeah, no, this is real, real actors. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. Okay, if you've ever played a social seducer game or look at them, please understand that is not how you interact socially. That is not what we'll be discussing. And just just don't do that to yourself. But he's teaching you how to seduce women. <laughs> he's teaching you how to get drinks thrown on you. That's true. I think that happens as well. Sorry, I've derailed Good, again. as it should. <laughs> anyway, to get back on topic about how we're actually going to socially farm and farm socials, John, what game are you going to be presenting today? Uh, I'm going to be talking about Persona 4 Golden, Taylor. Golden Showers? No, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, this is a game about high school students. I would appreciate you not talking about peeing on them. I mean, okay, given today's generation, I feel like the ones most likely to engage in that kind of activity are high school students. That's true, the Zoomers. Like Gen Z and, and whatever, Gen Alpha or whatever it is, yeah. is coming up. Like, man, they are, they are out there. They are weirdos. Kids back in my day. Honestly. Um, okay, so, Persona 4 Golden, if you don't know, it's a JRPG that was originally released for the PS Vita in 2012, but it was, like, very surprise ported to PC in 2020. Um, it was, like, the first summer of lockdown, so I think it did really well because a lot of people were like, oh, what's this new game? It's quite cheap. Let's check it out. I got time to kill because it's the summer. <laughs> it's also, as far as I understand it, like, the most popular Persona game outside of 5. Yes, yeah, definitely. A yeah, five is more popular, but yeah, Persona Four Golden is is very popular too, and uh, yeah, it sold extremely well. Partially because it was priced like shockingly cheap. It was like I think it was like twenty eight Canadian or something. Oh god, Which, for a JRPG, you're gonna get at least a hundred hours. Absolutely. Um, so it takes place. The, the story takes place in a small Japanese town called Inaba um, that becomes entrenched in a serial murder mystery. It's um it's dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's um it, it's it's like different from Persona three and five. Those were in very big cities. Um, but yeah, four is in a very small town. Uh, kind of more of a jovial mood, despite the serial killer on the loose. <laughs> hey guys, let's go down to the park. Oh no, there's a dead body. Oh well. <laughs> Honestly, well, apart from the oh well, but yeah, that does that does basically happen. Um, so you play as a transfer student who makes friends and begins to investigate the murder while living with your uncle and his daughter 
And so the gameplay is a mix of dungeon crawling, JRPG combat, uh, combined with Japanese high school life simulator, which is where you you choose how to spend uh, portions of each day. You know, you'll you'll finish your classes, and then you'll you'll just be given uh, free reign. You can go uh, read a book. You can go study with a friend. You can go uh, hang out with a friend. Go out for drinks with a friend or whatever. This is sounding far too much like real life. It's it's such a unique game, and like it, it really is like a life simulator as part of it. It's, yeah, um, it, there's nothing so, like it. Do you want to explain to the casual viewer, or I guess in this case, listener, why you would want to play this over something like The Sims, which is also a quote life simulator? Um, I mean, it. I guess the life simulator part of Persona is only half the game. Like you do have. The, the dungeon crawling parts, you do have the combat parts, you do have to, um, you know, get money and equip your party, which is your, your friends. You have to equip them and you have to uh, change your, your loadout of personas, which are like the demons you can summon in combat kind of thing. Um, I mean, maybe it does appeal to me because I like The Sims, but yeah, I love the, the life simulator part. Um, and also because, I mean, Sims... You know, even if you're playing in like an Asian-inspired neighborhood, it's still a very Americanized game, I guess. Whereas this, it really I mean, is Japanese school life. So, do you spend like 16 hours a day studying? Because if not, then you're not living the Japanese school life. Um, I think it's like slightly condensed, but yeah, like when like uh, you get like midterms and finals in the game and stuff, and when those happen, you literally just answer the quiz questions, and that's all you do with your day. So, yeah, so I'm like, assuming those are multiple choice questions? Yes, yeah, I think you get three answers. And, um, like, you, you have to, like, pay attention during the lessons, during the school, like, on a random day. Like, one of the, like, the, the English teacher will, will give you a lecture. And you know, like, something that they've said in that lecture will pop up as one of the questions in the midterms. So, you are literally an English graduate. What what problem would you have with an English exam? Well, it's, see, it's it's an English exam directed towards Japanese students. So it'll be like, Fair. it'll be like grammar and stuff like that. It's stuff that's quite obvious to us, but um, probably wouldn't be as obvious to them. Yeah, that's, that's understandable. I, I hate to break it to you. You do know a thing called Google exists, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, there's, there's mods for it where you can like, it'll mark, which is the correct answer and stuff like that. Um, but on my first playthrough, I quite enjoyed testing myself to see if I could get them all right. Huh. Yeah. Did I, you? On my first playthrough, I don't think so. On my third playthrough, I did, because <laughs> I knew the answers. Oh, God. You're, you're just living in anime. You just regress three times until you perfect high school. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> God. Speaking of which, did you ever watch the accompanying anime for this game? I have gone huge into the, the Persona everything over the last two years i'd say um ever since this game this was my first persona game um and i think over the the winter i watched the persona 4 golden anime i haven't watched the mm -hmm. original persona 4 anime yet but oh wow which uh i didn't realize existed i thought it was just a persona 4 golden anime so i watched like that and it's like 12 episodes um yeah. but it turns out there is a regular persona 4 anime you're supposed to watch before um, so I have yeah, it. There's a, there's a whole whole universe there. Like I've seen the anime, I just haven't played the games. You've seen. So the... if you if you watch the anime but you don't play the games, you are so lost. Yeah, especially if you 
watch the golden anime because it jumps around a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, like I, I actually watched, I just finished watching the Persona Five anime like a month ago, and that followed the the game so closely. So like you could easily get the entire story of Persona Five without ever watching, uh, without ever playing the game. So I, I'm huh. I'm surprised to hear that Persona Four is a bit different. I think they realized that people were watching the anime without playing the game and were just so confused it may have turned them off the series. Oh, okay, maybe. And then they're just like, okay, if people are going to get into the games through the anime, we need to have it succinct with the game so they can kind of live the story that they watched, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it was very, very close. Um, Interestingly, the Persona 3 anime is just four hour and a half long movies. (laughs) Oh, I never actually watched Persona 3 anime. No, I, I have it. It's just I need to like make an hour and a half in the evening to to like start one of them. And it's just it just seems like a lot. It does seem like a lot, yeah. yeah. Also, editor's note, uh, insert a Photoshop picture of John with a, a Yusuke Dakimakura. Oh sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like Yusuke. <laughs> of course you do. Who doesn't? Like genuinely, who doesn't? I don't. Oh, I thought you said you did. No, I don't like Yusuke. I mean, he's okay. You monster. No, Ryuji's best boy. <laughs> okay, also true. <laughs> like, mm. Mm. Granted, the number of, of fanfics and ships between Ryusuke and... Or, sorry, Ryusuke. Ryusuke, that's <laughs> the, the ship, ship name. name. <laughs> <laughs> the number of those out there is kind of disturbing. Yeah, Persona has a... I mean, I'm kind of for it, but I'm kind. it's kind of disturbing. Persona has a, a large fan base, so yeah, there's going to be... Some some stranger members of the fan base, I'm sure. And I mean, there's you know, it's it's nothing but quote unquote pretty and attractive people, so Yeah. Okay, before we get far too much far too deep down this rabbit hole, how many achievements did you actually have to get? So this game has fifty achievements. Okay, that's a reasonable number. Yeah. It's yeah, it's probably about right for a JRPG, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Was this, did you try to go for everything, you know, on the first time you booted it up, or did you play it through and then kind of come back to it later? So, it was my first Persona game, so I spent a good chunk of, like, the early game being quite lost, not really know what was going on. Um, I do remember I was sick at the time, so I was, I was streaming it to my TV in the basement so I could, like, play on my couch instead of at my computer. So, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't as able to... Google stuff like I couldn't just like alt tab and go onto my second monitor. I'd have to like bring it up on my phone, and I just didn't want to do that. Um, it's not a lot of work to pull it up on your phone, though. No, it's just not as easy. Um, plus, yeah, I was like, I think I was kind of out of it, got out of it at the time because I just wasn't feeling All great. Right, then. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was my first time playing a Persona game, so I was a little bit lost. Um, and I think probably about two thirds of the way through, I looked up the achievements to to see how easy it would be to get all achievements and Mm -hmm. it said you if you know what you're doing from the start of your first playthrough you can do it in two playthroughs and i was like well i'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) because it's you know it's a jrpg it's very very story and character driven i just couldn't see myself wanting to hop into a second playthrough right away and like re-reading all the lines of story that I'd, I'd just experienced, you know, resetting all the characters' growths and stuff like that. So 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I very quickly decided, nope, not going to bother. Maybe I'll play it in a couple of years or something and go for it. Okay. So how long did you take between playthroughs? It was about two years. Um, oh, wow. I need. To, I can look at my achievement history. Um, yeah, I think I started. So I, I, I stopped. I finished my first playthrough uh, like June 2020. And I started okay. again April this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was, I guess, yeah, just under two years. Huh. And what made you decide to come back to it? The Steam Deck. <laughs> really? Yes. Um, I got my Steam Deck, and I thought JRPGs would be perfect on there. You know, you don't need the fanciest graphics. You don't need reaction time or anything um, compared to, like, an action game like like Dark Souls or whatever. So I thought yeah. Persona would be great. You know, it had been about two years. I thought I was ready to experience the story again. Uh, I'd since played uh, three and five and five spinoff. So I was I was ready for more Persona. And so yeah, it was it was about two years, just under. Hmm. All right. So okay, have you played, or rather, what has kept you from playing one and two? Then, if you've played three, four, and five now. Uh, I have played about six hours of one. Okay. Uh, one and two are, are vastly different games. So one and two do not have the uh, the social link system, which is the Japanese high school life simulator, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, they are just JRPGs, and they're they're quite dated JRPGs. Um, one especially is like first person dungeon crawling with random oh. encounters. Whereas in uh, the dungeons of three and onwards, um, you can see where the enemies are like around you in the dungeon. So if you don't want to fight an enemy, you just dodge around them. Whereas in in one, it is just random encounters, which is kind of hard to to stomach nowadays, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, And the thing that really turned me off one was um, you would get random encounters in the overworld map. So if you're uh, oh. yeah, if you're just trying to go to the shop to get items, you might have encounters there, and it was just so much, just constant battling um, that I gave up huh. on one very quickly. Now, were those overworld encounters like people, or were they still monsters? Still monsters. What? What? But that doesn't that doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it sort of does with the story. The Persona One story is is bizarre, okay. and there's a really good like summary video of it on YouTube. It's like what happened to the Persona One story, which I watched because I wasn't going to play the game. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that like, will also be linked in the description down below. Yeah, really good. Um, so yeah, just one was too many random encounters for me. All right, uh, and you just decided to stay away from two for that same reason. We we're going down a bit of a persona rabbit hole here, but two is split into two entries. Oh god, um, Persona Two: Innocent Sin and Persona Two: Eternal Punishment. Um, what? What is this Pokemon? <laughs> no, they're. They're two halves of one story. <laughs> oh, no. And Persona 2 Innocent Sin. Um, th- these were both released on PS1. Persona 2 Innocent Sin, first part of the story, not released in North America until the PSP remake. Oh, God. Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, only released in North America on PS1, not on PSP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Such a nightmare. Um, so I played... The Persona 2 uh, Innocent Sin PSP remake on my PS Vita. Alright. And played through the whole thing. 
it was okay. a little bit of a slog. I needed a guide for it because it's a Japanese JRPG. It, it's it's quite yeah, it's quite expansive. Uh, yeah, expansive. Um, it doesn't explain things a lot. You have to, you know, you have to do some things between missions that make things easier. And I just wouldn't have figured that as those out on my own. So I followed a guide for mm-hmm. it. Um, Persona 2 Eternal Punishment, I was going to play the PS1 version on my Vita, but I needed a bit of a break after uh, playing the previous game. Yeah, that makes sense. And actually, just uh, last month at the time recording, July 2022, a full English fan translation of the Japanese PSP version of the game was released. Oh. So I can now play that version in English on my Vita, which uh, I'm oh, going to do as soon as I'm finished the current game I'm playing on Switch. Makes sense. So long story short, uh, I'm trying to play all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. To go even further down this rabbit hole, because like, we're already here. Yeah. Have you ever tried the original series that, that Persona was based off, Shin Megami Tensei? I have a little bit. Um, okay. I played a little bit of five um on pc i wanted to emulate it to see how it was and it mm-hmm. um it just like crashed a bit of a waster and i just kind of gave up on it because I, I wasn't feeling it at the time um that makes sense but i do want to play five a bit more um mm-hmm. i want to pick up three the remake of three um on switch right. when it goes really cheap because it's a really bad pc port fair enough and it's super overpriced um but yeah i am I am trying to play all of them. I, I've, I've played uh, a spin-off. I played the Soul Hackers One game because Soul Hackers oh, yeah, Two Soul is Hackers coming out. Two? Yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to play the original, which is a 3DS exclusive. <laughs> Man, I never pictured you just like delving into the world of JRPGs. I didn't. I didn't either. And like, I remember when Persona Four came out. Like, I like tweeted. I was like, "Hey, I've I've never played Persona. Is like Four Golden an okay place to start?" And people are like, yeah, go for it, you'll love it. And I did, and yeah, fell in fell in deep with it. Huh. Okay, so I, I gotta ask, and I, I should have looked this up. Is I know Golden is like the enhanced edition or whatever you want to call it these days. Mm-hmm. Is it based around the Japanese concept of Golden Week? Or is it just like this is the best version of the game? Uh I think probably a bit of both. Um okay. like you do uh I think you spend like 10 months there in the town Mm -hmm. so golden week does happen and you get like the week off and stuff Um, for for listeners who don't know what that is uh in in well at least in japan for sure uh if you have say a holiday on a monday and a wednesday you would just get the tuesday off just because you know there's no point in going to work for one day to only have the next day off that's called a silver week Golden week is when there's three holidays in the same week, so you just get the entire week off to celebrate the festivals. Right. And yeah, you do go to a, a lot of different festivals in the game. You do like a New Year's festival and stuff. So uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it is a slight reference to Golden Week, and also this is the definitive version. That makes sense. So, okay, now that we've gone down this rabbit hole, we'll hopefully come back out, have you gone back to it since you've gotten all the achievements? Uh, No. Because it was, uh, well, we'll get into how many playthroughs it was, but you know, I, I didn't, I didn't go back to it after doing one playthrough two years ago. Um, I'm, I, I, I'm not 
I'm not planning on going back to it for a while. Maybe in a couple of years, I'll, I'll think, oh, I wouldn't mind replaying that on my, my Steam Deck again. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, haven't haven't gone back to it uh, since and won't for a while. That is completely understandable. Yeah. It's a- How many hours have you put in so far? Um, so total hours, um, I have 97 hours in the game. That's way less than I thought you would have. Me too, especially if you look at uh, how long to beat. How, okay, how long is does it say it should take? Um, so how long to beat says for completionist, which is what I did here with all achievements, says 140 hours. <clears throat> and I did 97. Um, I also yeah, that... played on the easiest difficulty. Mm. So like there was no grinding ever. So maybe the how long to beat average takes that into account. Yeah, possibly. Which means some people probably played way longer than 140 hours, if that's the average. Oh, God, that's... Oh, how... Mm. Yeah. And they probably only did, like, three playthroughs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my, my first my first casual playthrough two years ago was 40 hours, and then okay. uh, I did 57 more hours to get the rest of the achievements. Fair enough. So throughout that almost 100-hour journey... What were the hardest and easiest for you to get? Okay, so easiest achievement is called the Other Self, which is where you obtain the persona Izanagi, which is just the the first persona you're given. Um, I, I said before, like persona are uh, demons that you uh, recruit, and you can choose which persona to send out into battle. Basically, a little little bit like Pokemon, I guess, to like kind of dumb it down a bit. Um, but yeah, you, you just you recruit different personas, and you can switch which ones you want to use and stuff like that. And they level up when they're they're in combat. So this is just the first one you get, um, and it's it's unmissable. You you get it when you, you first awaken to your persona powers, uh, which just happens in the story anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the hardest is called one who has proven their power, which is where you defeat. Spoiler, I'm going to censor some names in this because um, I don't want Just wanna... say the name and I'll bleep it out. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not going to mean anything to you, but yeah, you defeat... Um, and it's it's just an extremely difficult fight. Um, like I said, I played on the easiest difficulty and even I had to retry it a couple of times. And I'd never had to retry anything apart from this fight. Huh. It's just a, an insanely difficult fight. So yeah, absolutely the hardest. So does this boss, like, is that the final boss, or is this one of those optional super bosses? Optional super boss. Mm. Very, very missable. Yeah, um, very, very uh, specific uh, unlock conditions, which I, I think I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll talk about those conditions a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, go for it. But yeah, definitely. That was the easily the hardest one, just because it was a very, very hard fight, and it's also very hard to unlock. Hmm. That makes sense. So outside of outside of that super boss, uh, what were the like most and least fun for you? Okay, so most fun achievement was a true bond, which is where you max out a social link for the first time. Okay. Um, social links are getting to the max uh, friendship level with a, a a character, I guess. Um, yeah. Each each social linkable character has ten. Uh, social link levels, and basically, you know, after after school or whatever, you you go and you choose to hang out with with some of these people, 
and during these these hangout times they'll they'll usually uh, you'll you'll get like a, a dialogue prompt or something it'll be like you get three options of how to respond to something they say uh, something somebody else says and usually like one or two of these these options will will give you a friendship boost with the character and mm-hmm. one will um, either just give nothing or uh, in some cases will will degrade your friendship with them oh so yeah it, it's it's very difficult to do on a blind playthrough but it, it's quite fun to try and see how well you know the characters to know how you should respond in the situations and stuff like that that makes sense so who was your first max social link i'm thinking it was probably yosuke hanamura who's okay. like your, your 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 like closest male friend i guess mm-hmm. um or it might have been Rise, because she was the girl I was trying to date in the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can you can date you can. Um, I think it's like when you get a girl to friendship level or social link level eight, you get a, right. a choice of do you want to uh, pursue this as a romantic uh, relationship or do you want it just to strictly be friendship. Yeah. So I, I think it, it's one of those two characters. I don't remember for sure. Okay. Yeah. You don't remember your own girlfriend. I, I remember my real life girlfriend, just not the video he, game. He girlfriend. forgot his girlfriend. No, <laughs> and his best friend. He left them both behind. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was just like the first time you max out one of them, and I, I think it was pretty cool, especially if um, you max out one of your, your party members, like Yosuke. Um, mm-hmm. Their persona um, like evolves; it gets to like uh, its next stage kind of thing when they reach max level. So it's a uh, cool. A very, very cool moment the first time it mm. happened. Okay. And how about the least fun? Least fun is sort of related. It's called Legend of Inaba, which <laughs> is where you max... I'm, I'm looking at the achievement list, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, where you max out all social links. Um, which... How many are there in the game? God. Uh, like 16 or something like that, I think. Oh, um, but suddenly it doesn't say like right on the you know the box art of this achievement. It said it all has to be done in one single playthrough. Oh, and in order to do that, you really do have to like micromanage every second of every day. You have yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, it is. It's such a slog. It's so painful to do. Um, I remember I like. On my, my, my second playthrough, the one I just came back to uh, doing on my Steam Deck, I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how hard can it be? I can figure it out. You know, I'll just try and spend my time wisely. And by, like, halfway through, I was like, am I going to be able to do this? And then I had to, like, really start, you know, very carefully planning my days out for the rest of the game to make sure I could get it. Okay. And it came so close to the wire. I think I had, like, one spare day. <laughs> oh, God. It was so sketchy. And, and um, you, you can't... You can't hang out with people every day. Um, most oh. people, most people are only available like three times a week. So, like, if you get Man, this, is this is just this is hitting too close to home, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like if you get to the end of the day or like the end of the the game, and you've got like Thursday, Friday left, and the person you need to max out isn't available on those days, <laughs> guess what? You're doing another playthrough. <laughs> Oh, that just sounds awful. So, yeah, you really, if you want that achievement, you really do have to plan to get it from the very, very start. 
Oh man, so so difficult. And yeah, like I I, I liked I loved playing it casually, just doing whatever I wanted every day. But having to specifically micromanage my days was not fun for me. So that's why this was least fun. That's yeah, that's fair. So what was the rarest one on the list, and do you feel it deserves this position? Uh, so the rarest is one I've already talked about, which is one who has to who has proven their power, which is where you defeat the optional super boss. Mm-hmm. And so this has four specific unlock conditions uh, mm-hmm. in order to be able to do it. So the first is that you have to be on New Game Plus already, so you can't get it in your first playthrough. Oh. Which I think puts a lot of people out already. I think a lot of people are probably quite happy with playing this once and then moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to max out the Empress social link, which is just one of the character's social links. Um, it's actually very easy if you look up a guide on it. Uh, basically, okay. you have to make uh, certain fusions of specific personas so that they know specific moves and then show them to her. Um, hmm. So you can do all of those on one day if you want. Yeah, um, but it's just it's just a little bit of a pain. You also have to be on the path to the true ending by a specific date in the game. Oh, and there's I think four different endings. Oh my god! There's like two bad endings. There's a true ending, and then there's the golden ending. <laughs> How is the golden ending not the true ending? Because the true ending was in the original Persona Four. Ah. Whereas the golden ending was one they added for this. I see. Uh, and then the last unlock condition is you have to defeat all optional bosses by the end of another specific date. Hmm. And optional bosses involve going back to all the dungeons you've previously cleared, uh, going through them floor, floor, floor by floor, and then you just get an optional boss at the end of the dungeon. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's just a lot of very specific unlock conditions that... If you specifically, if you didn't look up a guide on how to do it, you would never do it. Huh. Yeah. That just sounds like way too much work. And it, it's a really, really difficult fight. It's not a fun fight either. So yeah, it's no wonder oh, that 1.9% of people have it. Huh. Okay, so I, is it safe to assume that was your most memorable achievement, given it clearly left an impact? Uh, it did. Um, but I said most memorable was, despite how much I hated it, Legend of Inaba. Huh. <laughs> because becoming, like, the best friend you can to all these different characters in the same playthrough was very memorable. Um, it was also a massive pain, and it's stuck with me uh, a couple of months on. So, <laughs> is it Did it stick with you because it's a pain, or because, like, it was nice to get? Both. <laughs> All right then. I, I, you know, I still remember how worried I was. Um, you know, I was like two weeks away from the end of the game. I was like, "Am I going to do this? <laughs> and if I don't, am I going to do another playthrough?" <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh. I, I think, I think I could have done another playthrough because I, I, I did uh, my second playthrough. I, you know, I played it start to finish. You know, as it was intended, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the third playthrough where I was just mopping up achievements I skipped all cutscenes, all dialogue everything like that Oh. so I think I could have done um I could have gone for that achievement on my third playthrough if I needed to where I just skipped through all the dialogue and everything but I'm glad I didn't have to and I got it on the second yeah that's fair okay so 
is it really just a toss-up between these two as to which you would remove from the game? Oh no, there's a far worse one. <laughs> what? There. Okay, tell me about this one. Okay, well, do you remember the one I wanted to remove from Ghostwire Tokyo? Um, yes, it was, um, oh, okay, I know you told me this. It was the pull the worst Omakuji. Right, yeah, yeah, because it had like a one, a less than 1% chance or something. Yes. Chance. So, oh, no. <laughs> the achievement I would remove from the game is called Hardcore Reset Fan. Um, okay. Not, like, reset, as in, like, turn off your, your console, but uh, reset. Uh, the, the character Reset is an idol mm. called Reset. Um, but she's, oh, like, God. your she's your navigator in the dungeons. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In order to get this achievement, you have to hear 250 of her navigation lines. Okay. Um, and so I, I copied a little bit from uh, an achievement guide for this to try and explain it better. Uh, so you unlock this by listening to 250 of Reese's navigation lines during combat. Lines vary depending on the enemy's level and strengths, weaknesses, as well as who's in your party. Hitting analyze oh. often on the enemies will help unlock this faster. The key to getting this trophy is swapping your party at every new dungeon, uh, analyzing every enemy, letting your party get hit with every type of ailment, and getting Reese's social link maxed out as soon as possible. That sounds genuinely terrible. It is terrible. Just having to play in such a weird way, like switching out your party every time instead of choosing like your, your favorites or the ones you've got a higher level and got better equipment. Um letting yourself get hit with poison and sleep and stuff like that. Um, I remember it said you should tweak your difficulty settings so the combat encounters last longer, so you can uh, try and hear more of these lines. It's something like don't get um, get her to like rank 3 and then leave her for a while and then get her to rank 10. It's just so annoying and it is all just random chance if you'll hear the lines you need. Oh god. So huh. Painful. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. painful. Yeah, just just a really unfun random achievement that has you play in a weird, unintuitive way. So yeah, I would definitely remove it. Alright. Is there a way of playing that you think should be like recognized as an achievement? Not that I could think of anything, no. Alright, that's fair. That's fair. Uh are you able to soft lock yourself out of any of these? Oh boy, are you? <laughs> Uh, we already talked oh, about. Tell me about it. <laughs> we already talked about the social link ones, where you know if you don't have the the right person available on the right day at the end of the game, you can't get it. Um, but you can you can very easily lock yourself out of specific endings, um, like a lot earlier than you'd expect in the game. Um, I think it's like the game ends in like April. And you have a pretty okay. major decision in December that impacts the ending you get. Yeah. So if you make the wrong choice in December, you're doing another playthrough. Oh, no. And I think it's like six questions you have to answer in December as well. Oh, man. Uh, honestly painful. Um, and yeah, even after that point, you could still miss uh, the golden ending, for example, which has two or three achievements tied to it, I think. So yeah, you can you can easily lock yourself out of quite a few achievements. Okay then. Yep. <laughs> that oh, oh. it's it, it's I'm very interesting just hearing this. Honestly, um, I'll, I'll I'll like derail a little bit here. Um, like after doing this, I was very concerned for like 
because Persona 5 and 3 are obviously coming to Steam um, later. Okay. So I, I looked up, like, I was like, am I going to have to go through all this again for those games too? Yeah. So I looked up the Persona 5 Royal trophies on PS4, and they're just like a walk in the park. <laughs> Nothing as hard as huh. defeating the optional boss. You don't have to max out all social links in one playthrough. You don't have the random chance one. So it is just Persona 4 Golden with these horrible achievements. Oh man, that's... And <laughs> it was your first one. Yes. <laughs> huh. It was rough. Okay, so how many times do you... I'm assuming you just need to play through twice to get everything. Twice if you know what you're doing from minute one of your first playthrough. Uh, if you do a casual playthrough, you're not gonna... Um, get all the achievements in, in two playthroughs. So Okay. Uh, I think I, I did two and a half. I think I got my last ones um, yeah, halfway through the third playthrough. So two if you know what you're doing completely, three otherwise, or less than three. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, does <laughs> oh I, I almost feel bad asking, does this like does it feel rewarding to get AA after what the hell that you went through? No, not really. You don't get anything in the game for doing it. Huh. Alright then. Um <laughs> does it at least like feel rewarding to you to know that this is done, or it's just you're just done with this? Um To a certain extent, like Legend of Enaba forcing you to get all the social links maxed, you do get to experience like the full extent of every single character's story by getting their social links maxed. So in that sense, it does feel quite rewarding. Um, having to do it in one playthrough, not so much, but um, experiencing all their stories to the to the, the fullest extent does, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Now, does it feel like the devs cared about the achievements in the game or did they just kind of put it in as a as a prerequisite if you will uh no i think they definitely did um you know we, we've talked about some very tricky ones like legend of inabar um you wouldn't put that in there if you're just doing by the numbers achievements yeah. um, but there's also a, a quite a few fun ones like you have to make the perfect boxed lunch five times which is just quite a nice little one so yeah there's, there's a lot of uh, a lot of creative achievements in there. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Okay, that's good. Now, does getting all achievements required to get 100% like of everything in the game, or there's stuff that it doesn't cover? Um, no, you don't have to totally 100% it. Like, you don't have to um, get all your personas to max level or something, which would be insane because there's like 140 of them. Um... You don't have to get all characters to level 99 or anything like that. So no, you don't have to 100% to get all achievements. But you get pretty close. Okay. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, do Okay, do the achievements feel unique for like this genre, I guess, of the social simulator JRPG? Or does it kind of feel like you'd find them in any of the Persona games? Uh, I, I guess I've already talked about that a little bit in that Persona 5 has um, some of the same achievements, but nothing as... Uh, intense as some of these achievements. So yeah, I guess it does feel unique to Persona games. Um, obviously only 4 and 5 have achievements so far. Oh, I um, thought 3 did as well. No, 3 was... Coming to Steam. Yeah, 3 was on PS2 and PSP, and so we're getting the PSP version on Steam, but it's not out yet, so we don't know what the achievements are going to be. 
Okay. Yeah, so I'm a little worried about it. <laughs> yeah, I can is, understand that. Is it going to follow Persona 5's more relaxed style, or is it going to be intense, like Persona 4? I feel like it's going to be intense. Oh, no. I don't think so. I think it's going to go the more casual style with Persona 5. But we'll see. I don't know, man. I feel like, especially with an older JRPG, like, they're not going to want to relent, you know? But they'd also have to, like, add all... They'd have to come up with all these new achievements, because there's there's none already for it. So I don't know. I guess, yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about it that way, that, yeah, they would have to think of what they would... Yeah. Hmm. Whereas, I like, guess we'll find out. Golden had these achievements from 2012, because it was on Vita, so it had trophies. Oh, and, uh, and 3 just never had anything? Well, 3 was on PSP, which didn't I, have okay. trophies. <laughs> I've, I've never... I never used a PSP or a Vita, so I, I don't know these things. I only bought a Vita for Persona. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. It's great. My God, Vita's such awesome. a weeb. Oh, I'm like, yeah, not not a weeb, I guess, like a Persona file. <laughs> let's, let's not mispronounce that word. Yeah, let's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many guides did you use? And, and Well, you've already said people should use the guide or else they're going to have a horrible time. Yeah, so I, I used one main guide, um, which is by Hurenson on Steam. Um, that will be linked in the description down below. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, there are guides which tell you what you can do every single day, which mm -hmm. might be useful to some people, but I really didn't want to do that because I, I didn't think I would enjoy the game that much. If I was like yeah. following a step by step guide for every single day, I wanted a Dude, little I bit need more that freedom. Real life. Yeah. Um, so this one, this one didn't do that, which I liked, and it also gave some really good tips on how to get a lot of the achievements. Um, that's the main one I used, and I just used like various IGN pages for some other achievements, uh, just if I needed to look up something a little bit more than was in this guide. Uh, but mostly, sense, yeah. mostly the Steam guide. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Now, has this changed the way you look at the game? Do you regret doing this? <laughs> um, it hasn't changed the way I look at this game, but like I said, it's made me a little bit nervous for Persona 3 on Steam. Like, which style the achievements are going to go for. Okay, that's um, fair. But we're not going to know that for ages. Persona 3 isn't coming out until 2023. Yeah, which, oh. Huh. Which is very sad. Like, Persona 5 is coming out in October. Or yeah. came out it, it gives you enough time to get all of them for Persona 5 before Persona 3 comes out. It's true, yeah. Like, I think uh, when I emulated the PS3 version of Persona 5, I think I did, like, 60 hours in that. Huh. And Royal... So, wait, what did you play it on first? Persona 5. So, so I played the original Persona 5, uh, the PS3 version, on my PC, and the okay. version we're getting on Steam is Persona 5 Royal, which is the PS4 yeah. version. Okay. Uh, so Royal adds even more content. So presumably, um, I, I think I'll probably spend like 70 hours on like a casual playthrough. And then I'm not sure if I'll have to do multiple for that one or not. I think because the achievements are easier, you might be able to get them all in the first playthrough. Oh. But uh, we might be talking about that in... A while. <laughs> a future episode. Yeah, a long we'll time. Yeah. Okay, so would you recommend this to people, or would you just say, listen, don't, you know, don't kill yourself over it? Um, it's it's a really hard recommend. Um, if, 
if you're like me and you played it when it first came out in on Steam in 2020 and you're looking to revisit it, maybe. Um, if you're doing it a first playthrough, no. I really would just have a fun first casual playthrough and not worry about them. Huh. It's, yeah, it's a super hard recommend. Um, Oof. Like, having to plan your days so meticulously to get all the social links in one playthrough and stuff like that is, is not fun. So, yeah. If you don't want that kind of micromanaging, I don't think you're gonna you'd you'd want to get the achievements. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's fair. My, I don't know. I'm always torn on JRPGs. Like, there's just so much to them, and it almost feels like achievements shouldn't be in them. Really? Yeah. I, just because like you're already bombarded with so many systems, so many things to do, that it just feels like adding more. As you said, micromanaging to all of that to do it in a specific way just feels way too tedious and not in the spirit of things. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I did like look up. Uh, I, I went to Octopath Traveler's page to look at their achievements to see how they mm -hmm. compared to Persona 4's achievements, um, and they're quite quite different achievement styles. Because um, I guess Persona 4 is only like partially JRPG because it does have the social links system and, and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. But I don't know. I I guess I haven't I haven't tried all achievements on any other JRPG, so maybe if I try one of those in the future I'll be able to weigh in more on that that, well, that idea. Speaking of the future, I have another special guest who I will not name at this moment, who will be doing specifically a JRPG special that doesn't involve persona games, so we'll get a much broader perspective on JRPGs as a whole and what those achievements look like in that episode. Perfect. Did you say it will involve Persona or won't? It will not involve Persona. Oh, okay. So we'll Interesting. Get a broader perspective outside of the high school simulator. Cool. Yeah, that'll be. We can't all be a good play listen. anime like John. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so am I. Okay. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the middle part of the episode and the question of the day. John, do you feel that single player games should offer? gameplay tweaks slash items for you know as rewards for getting achievements or should it just be like something um cosmetic or just like a title uh personally for me if it's a single player game i could care less uh go go crazy give them 100 percent damage bonus or whatever for getting all achievements i don't care it's single player it doesn't impact me in the slightest mm -hmm. um if it's if it's multiplayer should absolutely not be any like gameplay uh, related items for getting all achievements should just be cosmetic. Uh, but yeah, okay, single... so I'll throw I'll throw you for a loop then. Okay. What if it's what if it has the option for co op something like Divinity Original Sin two? Uh, if if it's designed to like play with friends and not randoms, totally fine. I think. Um, okay. If it was like uh, I guess like Deep Rock Galactic, where you could, or like Left 4 Dead, where you could play with random people. I think that would be a little bit more iffy to have gameplay related stuff there because you're you could play with random people. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're just just playing it with your friends, no, it, I I really don't mind if you get in-game bonuses like that. Huh? What do you think? See, I almost wanted to work on a tiered system. So, like, say you get all the you know how PlayStation breaks down into bronze, silver, gold, and plat? Yeah. I would say, like, for easier achievements, maybe cosmetic things for your character. It's something that you can say, you know, 
equipped to say like hey i did this and i think it looks cool and then have like just the top tier achievements actually provide a gameplay bonus because you went through the extra steps to do whatever hard challenge was asking you to do so by doing that you actually got a reward to make your life a little easier if you did say a subsequent playthrough right yeah that'd be pretty cool i think it just it would feel better about getting the achievements if it if it did offer you like a a progressive reward system. Right. I guess I mean I I guess like I was I was gonna say it wouldn't really work on Steam because they don't like classify their rewards on Steam. No, but if like the developer said it in game yeah, exactly. like, specific achievements. Because I mean if they do it for PlayStation, they they clearly have an idea of and I, I get that's based on rarity, but if the developer looks at the actual challenge of something and just assess it for themselves, it would be... And as far as I understand it, I'm not a game dev. I don't know jack about anything. I just censor myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have no idea how hard this will be to implement, but I think it would be a nice system to make me feel like I'm not just doing it to get the little blue ribbon. Although, that blue ribbon is all the dopamine I need sometimes. It is pretty nice, isn't it? Like, I, I went back to... Like, I search Persona in my library, and it pops up with my little ribbon. I'm like, ah, yes, I did this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is nice. It is very nice. Okay, so, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a short break, and to- <laughs> I was about to say in tomorrow, and we'll be right back with our next game. Please All stick right. around until the end. Welcome back, everybody. Now we're going to move over to my game, a very different... I mean, it's almost similar. You do fight monsters, you do make relationships but you're not a high school student, uh, I'm going to be talking about Stardew Valley. Yeah, actually, like, quite similar when we think about it. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. We didn't we didn't plan that, right? Like, we were just, you know, what game no, are you talking about I had this? I planned out what games I was going to talk about, and then I just said, hey, you know, it's just, I need a game, you need to pick a game for this episode, and you just happen to pick Persona. Yeah. That's weird. That's funny that they're quite similar. Um. Okay, so... You're talking about Stardew today. Um, okay, so Stardew is a... Uh, how do I put this? It's, if you've ever played Harvest Moon, it's very similar. So you play as a a former um, corporate stooge. I think it's pronounced Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so funny. Joke of the uh, night. Yeah, so you play as a former desk jockey um, whose grandfather passes away and leaves you his farm. So you move out to the countryside, and from there you get to know the people of Pelican Town. Um, you can grow crops, you can hunt monsters in the in the mines, you can mine for ore, fish, forage, do all sorts of things. And in general, you just try to improve the town, and just try to make, you know, live your best life. Live the life that a lot of people wish they were living right now. True. Do you think this game had an impact on Chris? <laughs> I, you know what, I think so. I think it... <laughs> Because Chris wanted to I have, like, a I don't remember him talking farm. about farming before playing this game. Honestly. <laughs> I think he just looked at this like, guys, I think I want this in real life. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think he did. Except you can only have two kids in the game, and he wants, like, five or whatever. So. At least, yeah. Oh, that's but funny. But yeah, it's, just, it's a super chilled, it's like, super chilled out experience to just kind of hang out and raise your farm, raise your farm animals, you know, relax too. Yeah, what a wonderful game. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so how many achievements does it have? It actually only has 40. Which oh, really? Is less than I was expecting. Wow, me too. I guess um, 
don't know, for context, I've played like 250 hours of Stardew Valley and I do not have all achievements. <laughs> I've played a lot of Stardew and it's, I've just never wanted to go for all achievements for some reason. So this is going to be a uh, interesting episode for me. Huh. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so I, I think have I've... less time than that. Spoilers. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to it. Um, Absolutely will. My, my time is split in half between Steam and Switch. Mm. So, like, I guess half of that time wasn't uh, making any progress on achievements. Yeah. Thanks, Switch. Um, I, I think I've got my, my questions in a slightly different order, but I've got... Um, whatever whatever order you want to go in, man. Okay, so does the game require you to, to 100% it to get all achievements? No, so there's a lot of systems in this game, like, um, primarily, I want to say endgame upgrades that cost millions upon millions of gold. Uh, that you get from the wizard. Yes, there's a wizard. A uh, wizard? That, you know, there's a, a wizard. A wizard? Um, like, all the fast travel totems to go to certain areas around the map, you don't have to get... There are challenges by Mr. Q. Mr. Key? Mr. Key, I, I think. Key, yeah. Uh, that were added in the 1.5 update that you don't have to go through because he gives you a special currency to get other upgrades that aren't affected by the achievements. Or rather, yeah, that aren't affected by achievements. Uh, so there's plenty of, again, end game quote unquote stuff that you can do that you don't need to if you just want to go for all achievements. Okay, um, so a little bit of a tangent here. Yes. Um, so I I last played this in 2020, which I think was okay. like version 1.2 or 1.3. I think it was 1.3 back then. Okay. Yeah, because I think yeah we we played it specifically for that that update. Um, yeah. Have the future updates, I think it's like 1.4 1.5, have they added anything like achievement related? Um... Yes, so there really? are certain achievements for say, shipping every item, um, growing every crop, selling 15 of every crop. It does add in, well at least 1.5 for sure, added in like bananas, um... I want to say, I want to say something else. It, mangoes maybe okay. it also added um uranium or might have been uranium it's been a while since i played it but it added like another material that you had to sell in order to get the achievement for shipping everything interesting so you could have had it and then you know 1.5 was introduced and then it no longer applied uh, i didn't have it before 1.5 so i just looked at my list and it does give you a whole list in-game of what you have and haven't shipped. You just, you know, grayed out if you haven't shipped it yet. So you can keep track of everything. But yes, 1.5 at least, I don't know about 1.4, has definitely added things to the achievements. Interesting, I didn't know that. Um, Was, I, I know the answer to this one, was this your first time playing the game, or have you played it previously? <laughs> well, With we friends. did at least two series... One of which we recorded three times a week for like three hours a session. Oh, good times. That has like, what, 52 episodes? I think it's, yeah, 52 or 54. Yeah, like that was, that was a hell of a summer. It really was. God, what a series. People so, like that series as well. Yeah, I mean, and then we did the, the quick one with, with mods and stuff, which was also cool. Yeah. But... I did so. I did not reset my achievements because I didn't want to lose a lot of those. Mm -hmm. um, but I still, 
and I'm going to show footage not of, well, I'm going to show footage from our, from the YouTube channel, which I, I will link in the description below, as well as footage of my current playthrough that I did do to get all this, because, man, it took me a lot, and I, I'm proud of it, but at the same time, I'm like, mmm, so, and I did cheese it ever so slightly, but I'll talk about that a little later. Oh, right, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, I, I don't think we really <laughs> talked about it much. No. Um, God, I had something. Oh, uh, do you know how many achievements you had before you started uh, trying to get all achievements? Don't, but I'll quickly, give me a second here, because I, okay. I, I'll count out the ones that I know I didn't have. Right. So I can look um, at mine, like, some of them are in, like, 2016. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, I can look at that, too, can I? Mm -hmm. okay, so I don't think they're ordered by time, unfortunately. No, okay, so one... Oh, did we do a series in 2020? Uh, that's the last time I played it, but I think that was the modded series. Yeah, okay, so that would still... We still got achievements for some of those, though. Yes. Okay, so yeah, two, that's where I got the JoJo one, was three, 2020. Four, five... Six... Seven... Eight... Nine... Ten, eleven... So I got... Okay, so I technically would have had 29 before this. Okay. Interesting. I had like 21. <laughs> or I have 21. Oh, so you managed yeah. to get a few more. I think you did another solo playthrough as well as the, uh, the co-op one. I definitely done. played a little bit solo. Yeah. I don't know if I did a full solo playthrough. And I mean, this is also a game that doesn't really have an end. You kind of just keep going throughout the, the seasons, the years, with the idea of just getting to 100% to see the quote-unquote ending. Yeah. What's, what's the longest you've played? Uh, I'm gonna say it was our it was our series that we got to year three. Okay. Because have... in my in my all achievements playthrough, I just got to the start of year three. Okay. Did I uh, did I ever tell you my longest Stardew playthrough? You went, you went like six years, didn't you? My switch is on year seven. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, have you? come back to the game since you got all achievements i have not i was like you know what and i i've talked about with you about this at least for me getting all achievements is like the last thing i want to do in a game because it's my way of saying thank you and farewell thank you for all the the time you've taken up the the enjoyment and fulfillment you've given me i remember a quote um i'm, I'm gonna screw this up so the quote is time you enjoyed wasting is never wasted time Right. Now, I heard that from a YouTuber, Josh Strife Hayes, who says, and I, this is where I'm going to mess it up, I'm pretty sure it's on the back of the the DVD for the movie Speed. Mm. And it's just like, that's that's a great quote for a mediocre movie. Yeah, that's a very strange quote <laughs> to have there. But it's it, very applicable. You know this, it, yeah, I mean, that's how I view getting all achievements, is it's time that I don't think I could have wasted any better. Right. And so, typically, not always, as we'll talk about in a future episode, damn fire truck, um, <laughs> getting all achievements for me is kind of my way of saying goodbye to a game and just leaving it at that. Mm. Do you think you would do another, uh, like, series with us? With you guys, yes, or, like, if I wanted to play with Kat and just live out a life with her outside of the life we're currently living. Mm -hmm. um, but I would, no, I would not do another solo one unless there was, like, some significant mods that I added. Or, like, 1.6 update? What if that, uh, like, reset your achievements? 
So there's actually not going to be a 1.6 update. Oh, is there not? Concerned Ape, the solo dev who made this game, is working on another game that I am hotly anticipating. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward and to it. And he has confirmed, at least as far as I'm aware, 1.5 was him like was his magnum opus for Stardew. Oh. And he has now fully shifted focus onto uh, his new game, which I will look up the name of. So keep going. I'll, I'll it's find a it. haunted chocolatier. That's it. Yes. I am. I am waiting in with bated breath for this game. Yeah, me too. Looking forward to that one. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize Stardew was like totally done now. Well, he's been at it for I don't know how many years now. I think it came out in 2016. I think. Yeah, and the 1.5 came out in 2021. Yeah. It's like he'd been updating the game for five years. Yeah, and they're like substantial updates too. Yeah, like the fact that it was only up to 1.5. So yeah, it's truly. I think he he's done as much with the game as he could. But if there were a 1.6, then yes, I would go back for it, and I would begrudgingly do it, but okay, I don't think there will be. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't gone back to it in two years now, so I understand. Yeah. Uh, okay, what were the hardest and easiest achievements? Okay, so the easiest one for me... Um, oh, God, I had this here, I had this here. Easiest one for me was Greenhorn earning $15,000. You know, that's relatively simple. It's going to happen as long as you're actually selling stuff. Uh, nothing real spectacular about that. Although I did make it significantly easier because on my final playthrough, uh, I did name myself um, item numbers for Legend Fish, Prismatic Shard, and I don't remember the other thing. I'll look it up. Uh, which basically meant everyone every time someone said my name, I would get those three items. <laughs> which, the Legend Fish was so I could sell, Prismatic Shard so I could farm Friendship, and I think the third item was also so I could sell. Okay, was so it like Star I, Drop I, or something? No, I didn't do Star Drop, because okay. there are items that sell for more than a Star Drop. Oh, okay. I love so that, I, that still that exploit still works. Yeah. So funny. So I did make it easier on myself in my final playthrough, though I did have that achievement well before that. It was, even then, it wasn't a hard one to get. No, that's, you You get that if you're playing for longer than, like, a month, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you make 15,000 very quickly. And the hardest one, which you can in all, effectively in no way really cheese, was Fector's Challenge. Was what? You had to play the Journey of the Pirate King, the, oh. the arcade game. God. And you had to beat it, the whole thing, without... You had to do a no-hit run, because hitting, getting hit counts as dying, and you had to do it without dying. Oh my god. And that one... <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> that one just about broke me. Like, really? Because it's so different from the rest of the game. And like I had to look up so many guides that basically just said, like, this is how you use this power-up, this is when you should use this power-up. Oh my god. Like, there's no, there's no single way to do it. You just have to get good... Jeez, I feel like that is the achievement that would stop me from doing it. And it's... <laughs> well, I'll talk about it more later because I have a lot to say about it. Okay. It's, but um, it is... It is... I'll leave that for a second. <laughs> okay, the, the the gameplay's like... It's a bit like Binding of Isaac, right? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, so it's a, it's a twin-stick shooter. They come from all directions, except it's a very small arena. Right, okay. Just making sure I'm thinking of the right little game in there. Yeah, and I'll I'll have footage of it on screen. Okay. 
Um, okay, so outside of those two, what were the most and least fun achievements? Uh, the least fun was uh, Joja Company Member of the Year. So that's <laughs> where you, instead of donating to, the, or instead of doing things for the community center to help build a community, which I will get to in a little bit, you just, you pay the company that you used to work for to do these things, which, you know, you have to do it to get the achievement, but, like, I just, I just felt like such a scumbag to do that, to, like, sell out my, my small town to corporate America. It does feel pretty bad, doesn't it? Like, oh, it's just, and, like, people are okay with it, but then you realize you're, you're only making the problem worse because people are okay with it. Because they're just, like, oh, you know what, it's, it's, you know, this is just how this is how life is going to go now. It's like, I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to be what people take away from this life. I, I don't want to destroy this community. And um, so, yeah, I that was that was not fun. It's that, also the one that requires the least effort. It is quite easy, yeah. Like you just you can glitch in the money or get it, you know, again by doing the item name glitch and then just pay for everything like almost all the same day yeah um interestingly the um like doing the community center way 19.4 percent of people have that yeah. and then doing the jojo way 3.8 percent of people have that one <laughs> well i mean okay you play you play a game where you take over a farm in a super small community like there is i think 28 people overall so it's it's not it, i mean it could be called a village or a hamlet i'm not sure what the definition would be there but, like, you get to know all these people, and you have to ask yourself, do I really want to destroy their way of life and live like how I would in the real world? Or do I want to play this game and live out a fantasy that's letting me partake in? Yeah, have this be a real escape for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't think we would have done it in our playthrough if there wasn't an achievement tied to it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, uh, it just it left such a bad taste in the mouth. Yeah. Which uh, which playthrough did you do it on? Oh, I guess we are we did it. Yeah, we, we did, did it. it together, so I didn't have to to worry. Oh, about that's it. nice. <laughs> yeah, because oh, it would have been would have been hard for me to do that on my own. I think we did it in the modded one as well, so it's non-canon. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that universe doesn't exist. I think yeah. that. Yeah, we were all animals. Sense myself again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, and f- the most fun for me, surprisingly enough, and I, I hate this because Chris is going to say I told you so, <laughs> was Master Angler. <laughs> because Chris was always the fishing guy, I was always the he hunting was. guy, but like, just finding all the legendary fish, which we never really did, yeah. and the, like, they genuinely all felt different to find the fish and just the way that they, they moved, and it was just... I don't know, I had a weirdly large amount of fun with it. Really? Fishing is so weird in Stardew. Well, especially too, because like, there's certain places you should go to get certain fish. You have to go at certain times of day, certain seasons. It's just, it, it's very specific, and it's I think it's because it's so specific that it felt better. Hmm. It wasn't something I could just do all year round, or just get around to when I felt like I had to do things at specific times and i had to really work at getting these stupid fish yeah because i know some of them you know you'd only see in like rainy day in spring or something like that right yeah and you have to go to like a specific spot did you ever get like close to missing them 
Oh yeah, no, I I've mi- oh. I missed most of them in year one. Oh okay. <laughs> year one though, you're still building up to like I, I assume you don't want to try doing any of those until you're level ten in fishing. Uh, probably not. But I also didn't um, increase my fishing as much as I should have in year one. Oh okay. So I was not doing myself any favors in that regard. Right. Um. So, what was the rarest achievement on the list? Would you believe it's Fector's Challenge? I would believe it because, because nobody again, wants it, to play that dumb game. <laughs> no, it's a it's a fun game to play when you're not worried about a no hit run. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's a nice little escape. It gives you arguably the most intense gameplay, I guess, if you want to call it that. Like it's a good time. It's a fun little distraction, but it's it's when you have to do it flawlessly that I'm like, mm, yeah. no, that's that's too much for me. Yeah, that's rough that you have to play flawlessly to get the achievement. Yeah, so that, and I, I can see why people, especially again, because it's it's the only thing that's different about the game. Everything else, it, it plays into the core mechanics. This is the only one that's its own separate entity. Yeah. So I can absolutely understand why it's the hardest and why so few people have it. Yeah. Do you know, um, like, what percentage of people have it? Um, so when I look on my Steam profile, because uh, this is the last one I got, it says 0.9% of players. Okay. And I feel yeah. like just that few people actually tried to go for it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's the kind of thing I think I, like, play one day per playthrough. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah. But oh uh, man, it's just it's it's a rough one. Yeah, yeah, I can I can 100 believe that. Uh, what was the most memorable achievement for you, and uh, what made it have such an impression on you? Uh, okay, so I'm I'm tied for two of them here. Now, one of them is local legend, which is doing all of the community center stuff because it feels feels really nice to to do things for everyone because you're already trying to max out your social relationships get all these hard events but then to go above and beyond just talking to people and giving them a prismatic shard that i get from people saying my name you know uh getting certain things for certain people beyond the randomness of the community board which can be frustrating at times Mm. just and to see the community center come back to life and watch the community as a whole come back to life was always really nice to me it it felt like the core of the game as it should have um, and then the other one was Beloved Farmer, so reach 10 hearts with 8 different people. Like I said, there's 28 people in the game. You can reach 10 hearts with all of them. They all have different heart events at different levels. Uh, even if you don't romance someone, I think you can still get 10 hearts with them. Well, I can't remember. I'll have to check that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but, um, you know, I got to 10 hearts with, I think, almost everybody. Not quite everybody. And again, I cheesed it with Prismatic Shards, but... I wanted to experience all of their heart events. That's part of the reason I did that. And Interesting. But you, you don't know, have just, to it, max out all of them for an No, you have to get 8 out of 28, and that's it. Wow, that's surprising. So it's, it's actually... And again, this goes to not getting 100% of everything in the game. Mm. You don't have to get everyone maxed out. And that it does take a while, and it's, it's a lot of commitment in that regard. But it... I don't know. You can tell how much care went into all of their heart events and them as quote people like they all feel very different they all feel 
like they have different driving forces in life and sometimes their heart events aren't even about them it's about other people you know that they have affected in their life like you can help a relationship become you can help two people accept their relationship and go public with it you give you build somebody a house yeah like you genuinely change people's lives and it feels so good you know, also quite a parallel to Persona there, where you experience like their full story by doing their social link. You experience all the the people in Stardew's full story by maxing out their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I I totally. Yeah. It it's one of the greatest things to me, and that's part of the reason I chose to do this game was because of that. That's fair. I don't know if I could do that. Well, you don't have to max them all out, so yeah, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Is there an achievement you would remove from the game? Factors challenge. Okay. Straight up. Like, again, I, I keep the one in that says you have to beat Journey of the Pirate King. Absolutely. I get it. You want people to engage with the mechanic. It's when you get to that level of perfectionism that I just go, okay, this is maybe not quite in the spirit of the game as a whole. Yeah. Like, it'd be fine if you just had to beat it, but having to do it flawlessly sucks. Is, is too much. Yeah, and for a chill game like this, it's just it's the only quote like the way I see the only hardcore requirement for a game like this. Right, it just doesn't need to be there. It doesn't add enough to the game, in my opinion, to justify its existence. Yeah, it's quite out of the spirit of the rest of the game. And I'm sure they had a reason for doing it this way. I'm sure they loved arcade games as a, as a child, and you know they wanted to replicate the challenge of it. And, you know, make sure that people weren't just getting all achievements super easily. But, I don't know, it, it, I did it, I, I think that's the only one I regret doing, but I did it because I wanted that ribbon. Yeah, that's fair. Do, do you know how long you spent, like, just doing that one? <sighs> collectively, four or five hours oh my god <laughs> like it that sounds miserable the last thing i had to do i did everything else oh. and then i made sure that i you know was covered on everything and then solely focused on doing this i would go to it try it a few times and then i'd have to walk away and try and either play something else or do something else jeez man you remember the question of the the episode last episode yeah <laughs> that is the achievement that would stop me from doing stardew i think <laughs> Honestly. That's fair. That sounds so miserable. <laughs> oh, I did it, though. <laughs> Good for oh. you. I couldn't do it. Um, is there an action or way of playing that you think there should be an achievement for? No, I... This, yeah, this, this question, unfortunately, doesn't really work real well with Stardew just because you engage with all the systems. There's nothing that you really do that doesn't have an achievement in some way tangentially related to it. Do you think there should be an achievement for maxing out every single person's hearts? No, because again, it you're not going to jive with everyone. We already know, well, okay, <laughs> if you've seen Stardew, we know how John feels about Linus. That's true. <laughs> In our first episode, he had quite the, uh, quite the expression about Linus. Linus. Yeah, so I, I don't think every character is going to be for everyone, and that's okay. And I appreciate that it respects that fact and you can choose the people you want to max out your hearts with that's fair yeah i quite like that you can just pick your eight favorites yeah i also appreciate that morris doesn't count oh okay because like it the fact that it doesn't include all of them means morris isn't included and i i hate morris 
That's fair. He's the one who runs JoJo, for those who don't know. Yeah, you hate Morris, I hate Linus, you know. Genuine polar opposites. <laughs> yeah, that's actually. Uh, also, for the record, um, I have put in, between the numerous playthroughs, about 171 hours. Okay. Damn. So, <laughs> it took me quite a while. <laughs> Holy crap. Um... Uh, for the record, f*** Linus, but uh, are you able to <laughs> softlock yourself out of any achievements? I mean, in a sense, in a sense, yes, because you can't do the Community Center and Joja Mart in the same playthrough. Right. You have to pick one or the other. Yeah, I guess it's a good so, thing we've played it a few times. Yeah, so... You already had those two, like, specific In that ones. regard, yes, but otherwise, like, even if you were to marry someone and then divorce them you know actually your hearts would go down you can talk to the witch yes there's a witch and turn a your witch. children into doves and make your ex you know partner completely forget about you yeah it's pretty pretty uh pretty dark but it's nice in a gameplay sense yeah so and then you just start over from scratch so you don't lock yourself out of the heart-based achievements mm. i Did mean you, you can't uh... marry 20 people in the game anyway right uh, not at once not even in general. I don't think there's 20 That's true. marriageable people, not to mention some of them are only uh, eligible if you are a certain gender. Right. Okay. Um, did you have to get divorced at all? I did not, no. Oh, okay. I, I in, this, in my last playthrough, I married Abigail. We have ah, I yes. think one child right now because I already had the two-child achievement from when I was married to... I'm going to say Penny or Penny? was it Emily? I think it was Emily, because Emily was the first first series. Okay. Was she? Sure. Yes. Penny okay. was the second series. Okay. Leah! <laughs> Leah! <laughs> that alcoholic. <laughs> God, it's bringing back some good memories. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I divorced Abigail. Um, oh. Yeah, harsh, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. This, this Pierre's daughter, that is a, like... That is a secure future you have for your kids right there. I missed Leah. <laughs> <laughs> Leah! Leah! <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, how many times do you need to play the game to get all achievements? So, again, you can't really necessarily beat the game. Mm -hmm. um, but you do have to either get the Community Center or the Joja Co., like, fully maxed out. So, it would, in that regard, take two playthroughs. I would recommend doing a short and a long, like it would with a lot of these, actually. Mm. Um, you know, do your short one, get your get your money, do the Joja Co. so you can pay for it, get it out of the way. And then do a long playthrough where you do the community center, you max out people's hearts. Because doing stuff for them in the community center is going to max out their hearts anyway. And it just it be you can have the second one be a lot more involved. Interesting. And I recommend... also think it'd be a lot more fulfilling. You would do the f the the JoJo one first. Yeah, just because you can kind of get it out of the way. I see. And you're not gonna burn yourself out, so to speak. Right, because it's very fast. You're ignoring people. You're just making money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And you I guess it's kind of you don't want to do it after you've already done your long one because the long one will take. A long time. Yeah, like about three, two years, I guess you'd say. Maybe longer, because we already had some achievements. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably at least two years for sure. Okay. Um, does the game reward you at all for getting all achievements? Um, not really. So again, you get you see the little like things filled out in your um, in your compendium. You can display the fish in your in your fish tanks. Um, but and there's like there's an achievement and percentage tracker with Mister Key, but there's no real hard benefit to it. Okay. Outside of again getting that true ending when you uh, when you get a hundred percent. Right. Um, do the achievements feel rewarding? I think so. I think a lot of them, especially the ones around building up community, getting to know people, yeah, feel really good because it it feels. I mean, it's supposed to feel rewarding because you know you're engaging in a community in a way a lot of us don't do. In modern times, or can't do in modern times. True. Or you can be a corporate sleazebag, which some people also find enjoyable. I don't, but that's just mm. me. Um, I think this is probably like self-explanatory. Do you think the devs cared about the achievements? Well, the the singular the dev. dev concerned Abe absolutely did. Like he handcrafted everything about this game, and I think it it shines through. It really does in. The variety of things you have to do in the effort taken to give everything its own feel, its own personality, and he doesn't ignore any of the systems in his game, just, you know, for, he doesn't have them in there for the sake of having them. He has them in there for a purpose, and he makes sure there's at least some form of achievement attached to each one, right. whether and I like it or not around the game. Yeah, like he said, like he probably had a personal reason for having that super hardcore arcade achievement in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, yeah, I'm sure he did care about the achievements. He cared about everything in that game. Yeah, no, absolutely he did. Uh, do the achievements feel unique in the genre? Um, I've never really played Harvest Moon, so I don't know for sure. But I also haven't played anything that feels like Stardew, so I'm going to say... Maybe, only because I lack information. And even if I looked up achievements in other games, I don't know if it would translate the same. Yeah, I, th- I think there's only, like, one, like, proper Harvest Moon game on Steam. Which is, like, yeah. the... I think there's the two new Story of Seasons games. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of which I've played, so I don't know what the achievements are. But yeah, there's not really any other equivalent with achievements, I'd guess. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't have enough experience with similar games, and I'm sure there's a lot of games that came out after Stardew trying to imitate Stardew. Yeah. Uh, I have one of them in my wish list actually called Lonely Planet. It's like Stardew in space. Oh, yeah. But again, I don't know what that's going to play like. I don't know if the achievements, even if they have a similar description, are going to feel the same. Yeah. I'd imagine, like, to an extent, some of them are, like, quite similar, like catching ten fish and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's probably, I mean, like, the, the Binding of Isaac arcade thing is probably quite unique for the genre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because uh, you use sure any... a lot of them... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, did you use any guides for the getting Primarily all the Primarily the wiki. So the uh, wiki yes. actually has a lot of the information on, like, what you can sell, uh, when you can catch certain fish, and just, like, the, the miscellaneous stuff that you won't always know about. Yeah. People's likes so, and dislikes. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't really matter once you get the prismatic shard because yeah. everyone loves it outside of Haley. 
Chris is oh like, really? Chris has haunted me through this place because <laughs> I love Master Angler, which I said I would never fish in the game, and Haley, his wife, is the only one who hates prismatic shards. Wow, she's a blonde goddess though. She's a. I'm not gonna bleep myself for that one because I'm not gonna say it. Wow. Can't believe you would say that about her. Um, I guess sort of related. I think I probably know the answer to this. Did you use any mods to make your life easier? No, I didn't because a lot of the mods will disable achievements. So this oh, was do a they? purely, um, yeah, purely vanilla playthrough to try to get the full experience. I see. I know there's there's some where it like like start a UI or something where it like gives you like the wiki information in the game, which would be quite useful. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, d- I didn't think you would do any mods. And you know what? I was okay with us doing a mod playthrough together, but this one it felt it would have felt wrong if I if I had changed the game from what it was supposed to be. Interesting. Um, has this changed the way you look at the game now, and do you regret doing it? I regret Factor's challenge <laughs> because it just it. I Four or it's five probably hours. the single longest achievement that isn't something I couldn't do. Like, that didn't literally take me years in-game because, like, cooking, for example, you could only do it once you got the recipes over the course of two years from the TV. Right. So, like, that one had to take me that amount of time, but this one, I could just sit down and do it and do it and do it and then just not get it, like, oh. Ugh, yeah. I, it's given me a greater appreciation for the care put into the characters because I hadn't done all of their heart events before or done... It properly engaged with a lot of the systems before, and it gave me an excuse to try at 1.5 and stuff, so I don't regret the thing as a whole. I have a deeper appreciation for the game, which is what made me so excited for his new game, but I do regret Fector's Challenge because that was having, like, I was pulling my hair out. Yeah, I think that's very fair. <laughs> uh, and last question, would you recommend others go for the all achievements or not and what kind of players would enjoy trying to get them this is the first one where i'm gonna say a hard no i'm gonna say get everything except for factors challenge (laughs) and just be satisfied with that you know just leave it there yeah don't push yourself unless you're like a huge arcade player like don't don't force yourself it it feels very different from the rest of the game if you want a chilled out podcast experience to like play for I'm going to say 50 hours, you know, just over the course of the playthroughs and just kind of chill out with your dog and your wife, husband, whomever you choose, and maybe some kids on a farm. Like, go for it. Enjoy life. Enjoy the peace that it can bring you. Don't add stress to it in this arcade machine. Yeah, that's that's fair. I do like how this one achievement has been in so many answers. Yeah, it all. It was literally the bane of my existence. Yeah, it sounds it sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's the only thing that I'm just like. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Without that, it's like basically a, a a very easy recommend. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for you know listening and or watching. Quick reminder to those watching on YouTube: this is on Pod. On all major podcasts, sorry. Quick reminder: those on YouTube, this is on majority of the major podcasting platforms. I'm having a little bit of trouble with some of them, and I'm gonna try to work that out on my end. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, 
It is also on the Tease Table YouTube channel, where you can just search up the Overachievers Podcast on YouTube. You'll find us there. Uh, please feel free to hit me up on Twitter at TTYT22 with any suggestions or games you'd like me to cover in future or, you know, your answer to the question of the day or games that, you know, you enjoyed. Thank you, John, so much for joining me. And I guess we'll uh, see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.